Welcome to After Hours with Ashton and Mie. Today we're speaking to Kasia Chinry about flowers, business and fashion. Hello and welcome to After Hours with Ashton and Mie. Today we have Kasia Chin. It is Kasia, right? I, I read it as Kasia. Yeah, it's a real tough one. Yeah. Um, it's Kasia. It's yeah. Polish, but my parents aren't Polish. They just heard it on the TV like a week before I was born. I was like, let's go with that. That's um, a cute name, though. Yeah, it's just really tough for everyone to to say. But yeah, Kasha. Kasha, perfect. And we are recording today via Zoom because we were told by Boris that we should stay at home yesterday. <laughs> so now we are, basically. Lovely to meet you, Kasha. Lovely to meet you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. So for anyone who doesn't know the wonderful things you were doing, can you give us a little introduction on what you're up to at the moment? Okay, yeah. So at the moment I am, so I'm one half of a floristry duo. We are called Gloria and we have, so we do flowers. We're a floral studio. We're mainly online, um, but we should do events and weddings and everything like that. And I'm also a model. So yeah, both things keep me very busy. So how did you end up doing floristry? Because I always had this like dream of doing floristry because it's, I love flowers. And I was like, oh, flowers are really beautiful. And then I did like, I decided to go and work in, there's like a basically kind of a floral warehouse of these guys that just make it was really awful. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Like, these guys like make bunches of flowers all day yeah. long. It's like being in like a factory making bunches of flowers. And then they ship them out all the way across London for like all the receptions and stuff. Wow. Yeah, and that's was- like an old school. So they still they still go on and like yeah. I couldn't even tell you what they're called. Like they're such big companies that do yeah. that. And they get like crazy contracts. Um that's like a quite an old school type of floristry. Yeah. So there's in, in recent years, there's sort of there's flowers have sort of opened up to be like these cool creative studios. Mm. And I'd like to think that we're a mix of both because the cool creative studios are amazing, mm. but um, there's just not really a market for that. You can't really make any money out of that. So yeah. I get put this out to the universe. Yes, yes exactly. Yeah. Manifest it, manifest it. Yeah. Um, but we got into flowers so. I started working at a florist in East London mm-hmm. and my friend and I was also working there and we just sort of decided that we thought, hang on a minute, we could probably do, we could probably do this ourselves and we could probably yeah. do it a little bit better. Um, so that's how we came to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then it's just grown. Did you study floristry or? I did study it, but a lot of the courses that are available now are very old school Mm. and they're not great for like actually preparing you to be a career florist. You know, they're very much like, um, they're very much like, you know, for older people that want to do something on a Saturday kind of thing. So it's, it's really hard to get into. It is really Mm. hard. I was really lucky that just at the right time, there wasn't a lot of people wanting to do it. Yeah. Um, But now, yeah, it's, it's really hard to get into. It is. I mean, like I said, my my random one, I didn't even learn the real names of the flowers. The girls yeah. were like, this, like, put the big fluffy in the middle and then put the little spike yeah. on the edge. And I was like, this is called a big fluffy. These it's are like a conveyor belt. It's like a conveyor belt and they, they yes, just ship and send them out. And that's, that is great. And I suppose that's a really good earner. But for us, like our biggest thing was we don't want to make flowers that you can fit through a letterbox. You know, flowers should be this big, amazing thing that you have a really big response to. And I think that flowers that are made like that, you know, but that is a certain customer. That's a certain customer. It was corporate. It wasn't any exactly. It's corporate. 
like cared about like you know the delicate lay yeah you know, flowers like it was just like bam 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 out you know Gosh, let's go yeah, yeah totally. like in as a floristry basically <laughs> So how did you find making the transition from working in the store yourself to actually going and doing it on your own? Like, have you got somewhere that you work from? Are you doing it from your flat? Is your flat constantly? Yeah, so we had like, we've had so many different, we've been going for like just over a year mm-hmm. and I can't tell you how many different homes we've had. We've literally moved so many times. We were originally working in my friend's office. Like she had a spare, spare office so we just had um, a room there, which was really lucky. Yeah. And then we... But everything we had to like move out really quickly. So we've, we've become really good at packing up and leaving. Yeah. <laughs> but we were working from Amaya's kitchen for a while. And then we opened up a shop in Bethnal Green, like literally a month before lockdown hit. And it was oh, amazing. It was, yeah, yeah, it was amazing. It was such a nice space. But um, we had to close it down. But it was great. We learned, we learned so much from it. And it was really fun to have it, even if it was just for a month. Um, yeah and um so we did that and then now we have a studio so we do everything from our studio and it's literally in between both mine and Amaya's houses so we walk the dogs there get everything done and we're usually out by like 12 o'clock it's great yeah because what time do you have to start in the morning we start really early we start really we probably get there like we we probably get to the market for like half five so we probably get up like half four where is the market? So the market's in Vauxhall. So it's literally, so I live in Walthamstow, which is in East London, and that is literally yeah. like the other side of London. So even at like five in the morning, it still takes a good 45 minutes to dry. Yeah. Do you know what? That would just put me off. Like I love flowers so much, but it's, I'm not a morning person. It's, tough. it's really tough. And then, you know, like by the time you get, you come out of the market and it's daylight and you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah, but I suppose if you've been doing it for a while, your body clock's set into that and... Yeah, you do get used to it. You do get used to it, but you usually you hit about two, three o'clock and you just crash. Mm. And then it's really hard to like to do anything else with your day. But you do get used to it. You do get used to it. And everyone's there. Like when you get to the flower market at half five, everyone's awake, everyone's going. You know, you wouldn't think it was half five in the morning. Yeah, my God. So talk to me about how... The flowers have existed alongside your other career as a model and fashion. So what were you doing? So it's fl- you haven't always done floristry, obviously. You said you've been doing No, no. So I've, I've, all, I've, done, I've had like so many different jobs. Like I really didn't know what I wanted to do, but I've always modelled. Mm. Um, and then like recently in the past two years, I, I've sort of whittled it down to just flowers and, and, and modelling. And I love modelling. It is great. It is a really, my type of modelling is, I, I don't, I don't model for like loads and loads of brands. I model for like four, five different people and have done for years and years. So I'm really lucky. I get to, I, I know all the people I work with and I get to have a lot of creative input. So I'm really lucky in that sense. But doing both is crazy. Like it's really hard to, to juggle both because they're so separate, you know. Mm. You know, in one job, it's really tiring. You get up really early. Um, it's very physical. It's very dirty, you know. Yeah. Can't, it doesn't matter what you look like at floristry. You know, you have to, you have to wear the most practical clo- clothing. Yeah. And then when you're modelling, you know, being a good model is all about, you have to feel good because, mm. you know, if you don't feel good, you don't look good. And you're someone's focus for the day, you know. So that person has paid you to come along have to bring the energy. So mm. it is hard sometimes when you've had a really long day with flowers 
you're really dirty. Like my hands at the moment, like I've been digging for like, (laughs) and then you have to go in and, and you know, you have to think that you look really good to, in order to be able to sell that. So yeah, for me, it is, it's hard. Um, but they're also kind of similar because they're, they're they're both really physical, Mm. um, and they're both really creative and you have to work really hard for both. You know, if you're, you know, if you're really nice and you work really hard, you'll get booked again. And, and that's yeah. the same, that is the same flowers. Yeah. So yeah, I do, I do love doing both. They're, they're, they're both, and, and both have sort of helped each other, if that makes sense. So yeah. both worlds do collide a bit. What kind of crossover have you found between the two of them? What have you managed to kind of like be like, oh, by the way. <laughs> by the way, I do have a florist. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of our jobs have come through from people that I've worked for before, um, which has been really amazing, really amazing. And my agency um, have now taken on my florist as a business. So that's, that's been, yeah, we've been really lucky. It's the first time they've ever done anything like that. So hopefully we perform for them. um, Yeah, hopefully it works out. But so that's, that's amazing. So they'll, they'll push sort of both angles. Mm. Um, So that's probably the biggest thing that's happened so far, but we do get a lot of fashion jobs. So hopefully, hopefully it's helping in some way. And what does a fashion job look like with flowers? So fashion jobs usually, um, it's hard. To, I should probably shouldn't say it. Fashion jobs are probably sometimes the hardest jobs because They're particular people. Or... Yeah, it's particular, and also you're working with women that you know are very much like yourself, very much like us. You know, you want something really amazing. Yeah, and it's like a lot of people forget. Like flowers are really expensive. It's really time consuming. So fashion can sometimes be really hard. Um, but it's also where you can be the most creative. So I would say that fashion jobs are usually the best jobs Mm. and there's nothing more fun when you're like, Oh my God, that person wants us to create something for their brand. Like that, that's got to be the best, the coolest thing ever. And is that for like events and shoots? Yeah. So events. So the last week we did a, we created 90 bunches for this face cream and it had to be like, it's this new Nordic face cream and it's got like these orange berries in it. So we had to sort of do a bunch that was really Nordic and wild and, and berries. And so sometimes fashion briefs can be really specific. Yeah. And sometimes that's quite hard because flowers, like you might not like say, say for instance, if you were like, I really want this certain flower, like we might not, there might be a freak thing where we just can't get it in that week. Like our supply can't get it. It's not grown properly wherever it's grown from. And so you have to be really careful with what you promise. You can't, even with brides, like if you're like, I want this flower, you have to always have a disclaimer and be like, we'll try our best, but we can never a hundred percent promise. God, that's so stressful though. There's something that's really stressful. Oh, Lily of the Valley. And you're like, yeah. And you're like, oh my God, we cannot get Lily Lily of the Valley. But we're we're really lucky. Like Amaya, my business partner, she's really thorough. So Mm -hmm. she's like the complete opposite to me. So she's always like, no, we can't do this. We can do that. This is what we can offer you. So we're pretty, so far we've had no real hiccups. That's really good. And I think there yeah. is such a lesson in learning what to, to manage people's expectations, which yeah. I'm really guilty of not doing. I'm always Me like, too. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. We'll give you everything for nothing, you know? And then she's like, what have you done? <laughs> but that's amazing that you've got a business pass- partner to rein you in a bit. That's really good. No, and talk to me about um, mindful shopping choices. So I know that obviously the fashion side, you've got your other 
Instagram, which is kind mm-hmm. of modeling and your clothes so mindful shopping is something that you talk about can we explore that a little bit yeah so for me I think that especially in this current climate you know money is really precious to people at the moment you know jobs are really precious to people at the moment so I think if you're going to part with your 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 hard-earned money I think you've really got to look into like where are you spending your money you know is this a really good should I really spend a hundred pounds on this you know where is this money going to what is this what is this money supporting? You know, and I think for me, I've really, in the past year, I've really changed my shopping habits. So I I really just want to focus on who, who am I giving my money to? What are they doing with that money? I think my sister is, is really good at that. She's like, she's like the biggest eco warrior you will ever meet in your life. She's always um but so yeah so for us we're and especially with the flowers we're trying to show that what we're trying to be as green as possible mm. but you, you can't you can never say that you're fully sustainable or fully green because it's it's literally impossible especially in flowers flowers are so bad for the environment um which i'm i'm okay with saying that because that, yeah. that is that is the god's honest truth and you can't lie about <laughs> it but you can you know, there's certain things you can do to you know to help as much as possible and why should we not apply the same thing to clothing? You know, where is your money going to? Like, I'm a really big fan of, um, there's a brand called Nobody's Child. And they, oh, okay. yeah, they're really cool. They use all sustainable fabrics. And I remember telling my sister, because she won't buy anything that's not, you know, sustainable. I was like, yeah, the material is fully sustainable and it's made in London. And she was like, that's impossible. I don't believe that. I was like, I promise you, you they, they, they shout about it so much. They can't, um, they can't not be, you know. Yeah. And so they've got a factory over in Tottenham and all it's, so it's all made in London and all their fabrics are sustainable. And it's a really good price point. Like you don't pay more than £40 for a dress. I know nobody's shocked. I love the stuff from there. I yeah, it's, it's amazing. Cool. And it's like, I mean, I'm in Winchmoyle, I'm around the corner from Tottenham. Yeah, <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. Um, and we're also, we've been, we've done a lot of work with a brand called By Rotation, who are really cool app. Have you heard of them? Yeah, yeah. I was actually looking on it last night. (laughs) It's addictive. Mm. So it's a really cool app um, set up by a girl called Ashita. And she's basically, I think she had like a really amazing wardrobe. And um, I think that's how it started. So you can go on there and you can rent a dress and um, for like however long you want. So you can get it for like a week. If you're going on holiday, you can get it for an event. Um, and there's amazing brands on there. Rixo, like mm. I've, I've rented a couple of things from Rixo on there. And that's incredible because yeah. I don't have the budget to get a, a 300 pound Rixo dress. And if I did, I totally would because I think their brand's amazing. Yeah. Um, but why not just rent it? Well, this is it. And I'm also so guilty of being like, oh, I've got a wedding. I'm going to go and spend like 150 quid in a dress. And I'm Crazy. not going to have a wedding. I'm just no, not. Like, no. It just doesn't happen. So yeah, the whole renting thing, I actually rented something for the first time. Um, I didn't use by rotation. I used her. Maybe. Uh, yes, her. I've heard of her. Um, and I got it. It's coming for this weekend because I'm going to a brunch and I was like, oh my God, it was 30 quid. I probably would. I'd probably spend a bit more than 30 quid in a dress. Yeah. For a you know, so I was like, right, this is what I spend on a jumper and I can just send it back. Yeah. And it's so good. It like really, it's just everything that you've said. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Totally agree. And it's a really user-friendly app. So I was telling my mum about it and she was like, oh yeah, we used to do that in the 80s. And I was like, I think it's come on a bit differently since then, mum. And um, it's it's so good. You just chat to that person. They send it out. And I just think 
you can wear like really because you know so much of what we look at online is so unattainable so yeah. this is really giving you a piece of like high-end fashion and I, I wore recently I had a 30th mm. and I was like what do I want to wear and I was trawling through all the sites and everything and I was like I just I want something a bit different and I was like oh my gosh by rotation so I yeah. spent 27 pounds on a really amazing Rixo dress and I loved it I think it's just yeah I think it's definitely the way to go that's it the only other thing though with renting these dresses is that you do have to behave because yeah. <laughs> you can't no knee slide on the dance floor <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh I was like oh my god I actually really do have to be a good person in this dress <laughs> can't get red wine on it and I remember I remember thinking like I need to hang this up I was really good obviously I was really good with it um, which you probably should be with your clothing anyway right you? I wish that I was like that a bit more, but maybe, hopefully that will then spill into like, you know, maybe being a little bit more considerate and consuming less. If you have less stuff, you're going to look after it better because it's just, I'm really trying to be one of those girls that's just like, I'm just going to buy one really nice jumper this season. It's like, you know, from a really good brand. Um, I'll just buy one really good pair of boots, but it's really hard to be like that. <laughs> it is. And I think that it's only kind of like a recent thing where we're being encouraged to consume less. Yeah. Because every, every single minute for, of our lives as we were born till now, especially if you're like a 90s kid, I mean, I'm an 80s kid. Yeah. Buy, 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 more, 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 more. The solution to all your problems lies in buying more shit. And now they're like, mm, don't do that because the planet's in trouble. Exactly. And it's like every season, it's like, right, okay, now we're moving into this month. You need this, you need this, you need yeah. this, you need this. And you're like, oh, okay, right. So I'm now going to go spend 200 pounds on Zara yeah. on, on, on like four different things that I really need. And I'm so guilty of that. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely that girl. So mm. I'm really trying to hone, you know, change that and just spend money in places that I really like. Yeah. And I think leading by example is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. Let's talk about your style. Yes. You are a very stylish lady. Hi. glasses very much. You know, <laughs> aesthetic. Um, where do you find your inspiration? So I would say Instagram is definitely a huge inspiration for me. Mm-hmm. I am addicted to saving posts. I don't know if you use that feature. I'm not, yeah, I want to look at that again. Save. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. And then what I'll do is I'll go back through my saved. So if I'm planning something, like if I'm planning to wear an outfit somewhere, or even if I'm just like, hey, I really want a new pair of booze, mm-hmm. I'll go through my saved and I'll be like, okay, cool, right. That girl's wearing that. That's really cool. Where has she got that from? Okay, I can't afford that. That's <laughs> How can I find a cheaper alternative? So I'll do that. But I think it's an amazing um, app and, and tool for that. And I also use it a lot for interiors and, and flowers. You know, like I've now started, really sad, really sad. I've now started putting my saved into different categories. <laughs> Um, you've got your own little personal private Pinterest going yeah, on. I, just, I love it. And I just think, yeah. you know, like I might see something, like I might see like a bit of stationery and think, oh my God, that's such a cool colorway. I'm going to make a bunch next week that's going to have those colors, you know. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so I, I, I love it. I think it's a really good app for that. However, you know, I think you also have to take everything with a pinch of salt because a lot of the things that you see on Instagram, you know, these women have had stylists, they've got huge budgets, that's uh-huh. their job, you know, so you can't, you, you have to take, you have to come a little bit out of it sometimes and be like, okay, cool, I need to put the app down now. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I think I'm definitely guilty of that. I think, you know, a lot of women are. 
Um, so I think I also get a lot of inspiration. I think it's so much cooler when you see like, like a very normal girl looking really cool. She's got a normal job. She's not on loads of money and she looks really cool. I think I take a lot of inspiration from that. Like a lot of friends and, and family, I think, oh, she is cool. Like, mm. and I think, I think that in a way is, is a lot cooler than Instagram. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you have to make sure you're in the right place to see them. Like I, I don't work. I used to work in central London every day and I'd be on yeah. the tube. And I'd be like, Oh my God, the best inspiration is girls on the tube. And I was like, Look at that fierce lip and that heel she's rocking. <laughs> and I'll be there like doing my style. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same. Oh, I woke up minutes late and now I'm putting my foundation on and like the bloody tutorial. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I love a little bit of people watching. Go and get a coffee and just be like, mm, definitely, who looks good there? definitely. Um, and so obviously within that, you'll want to try and con- continue the mindfulness. So it's like, She's wearing a dress that I maybe couldn't afford, but I could maybe borrow it for that event. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, I think, you know, I think some brands are getting it really right, like some campaigns. Like, there's a really cool French brand called Rouge. I don't know if you're not Rouge. Rouge. Oh, they're they're just, you get lost. You get lost on their Instagram. It's amazing. Um, And they're sort of selling this whole look. And I'm definitely totally influenced by it. But... They're just getting it all right. Like everything they do, the way they photo it, the girls they use, everything is just really, really cool. And I bought a dress from them last year for a wedding. And it was, it, I, I would happily say, yeah, it's probably the most expensive dress I've ever bought. It's like 185 pounds. Yeah. And for me, that's a lot of money on a dress. You know, no, it is I, a lot of money on a dress. Yeah, and I get really, I, with modeling, I'm always wearing really dressy dresses. So I don't really spend money on dressy dresses because I'm like, for me, it, with modelling, it's taking the fun out of getting dressed up, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, totally. Um, I, I look at dresses and I'm like, yeah, like, and I love like really amazing printed midi dresses. And I'm like, oh, that looks so cool. But then when I come to buying it, I'm like, oh, I, you know, it just, it's, it's taking the fun out of it for me. So mm. I bought this dress and it is from Rouge and it is so beautiful. And now I've worn it to the wedding once and now I would definitely wear it with sandals. I've worn it all summer long. So Aww. I think that, and that's a 185 pound dress. And I thought, oh, I'll never wear it again. But you do, you, you mm. do. I just think you've got, when you look at Instagram, you've got to be mindful. You do have to be mindful with what you're buying. Like, are you actually going to wear that again? Or are you just buying yeah. it as a trend? Because if it's just yeah. a trend, then just put it down. It's so hard to pick apart though, isn't it? It's like, do I like that? Because I'm, I'm like, I'll be like, that looks amazing. And then I'm like, I'm going to look like an idiot in that. Like, oh, yeah. like, like, imagine it on you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think sometimes, like, I have to be quite careful because I've got such bleached fake hair. I'm like, oh my God, that looks amazing. And then I'll buy it and I'm like, oh my God, I look like, I look like the Barbie parade, you know? <laughs> so, I, and there's certain things I just wouldn't wear now, but I'm like, that looks really cool on her. So, I think Instagram, you can get lost in that, can't you? Definitely. And so I know that obviously you said that you get like wet and dirty and cold yeah, in your God. floristry stuff. So what do you wear for floristry? I mean, how do you find, do you try and be stylish? Because I do pottery. I mention this every single time. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, all right, Bella, we know you do pottery. We do pottery. We should yeah. do something. Green flowers together, definitely. Babe, one hundred percent. You're not that far away from me. I was like, tick. Yes, let's do it. Absolutely. Well, when you get up at half four, you know, sometimes I'm really good and I put the outfit out the night before. I try yeah. to because I don't want to wake everyone up. Yeah. And um, 
but sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I, I haven't done that. And I just, I mean, it's the dark, you're pulling anything out yeah. of your wardrobe. But I really try, like me and Amaya, who I do flowers with, we really do try because we just like, if we don't try, we've just lost everything, haven't we? Like we do try and look stylish. Um, yeah. But it's funny because- when How we, do you do that? I need the secret. I mean, I don't, I say that. Sometimes I don't. Like sometimes, <laughs> it's funny because sometimes I wear something and we get to a job and I'm like, why have I worn this? I'm in full <laughs> white. Like I'm wearing white jeans, yeah. white long sleeve t-shirt, nice converses. And I'm just like, oh, I look like that girl, Diana. Like, just oh, expect- but you'll remember you. Because it's like, you get like, these two little hotties are going to turn up wearing really cool clothes. You'd be like, yeah, we want them here today. You know, that crazy girl like- white with like green stains all over her. <laughs> it's funny because me and Amaya, we, um, we always dress the same. It's got to the point now where it's just getting ridiculous. Like, we, I mean, we really like the same things. We're in the same style. But honestly, it's crazy. Like today we turned up, we're both, you know, it's, it, you know, the weather's just turned, so it's raining. Yeah. So we both thought exactly the same thing. We've gone, going to put my jeans on with my nice cardigan and my black converse. And we've both got long blonde hair. And we just walk <laughs> in. We do it all the time. We walk in. We don't even say anything. We just look at each other and we go, right, Yeah. <laughs> And it's like we've done we've done it for meetings before as well, and we're like, oh my god, this person must think these two blonde <laughs> girls with their little florist brand dress exactly the same. No, I love it. I want to see pictures of this. This is the content that I want to see on Instagram. Yeah, no, honestly, it's and, and we've got great dogs. <laughs> to be fair, she got a great dog first, but um, yeah, so we look crazy together. Absolutely, I love it. I want to see it. <laughs> I feel like this needs to be part of the brand. I'll get it on the gram. I'll get it on the gram. Please do. When we, um, when we get ready for the market, you get ready for the market and then you come out of the market at like half six, seven. And by the time you get back to the studio and you've finished everything, it's like 11 o'clock and it's it's really warm outside and you're wearing like a waterproof jacket. Boom. <laughs> and you're like, oh. So, so usually I have an outfit change halfway through the day, definitely. Excellent. And I bet, do you know what? The thing is, if you think about those markets, these are guys and women who have been doing it for like, their yeah. families have been doing it for years. Yeah. They'll remember you as well if you turn up looking like a hottie, like for sure. Yeah. Like we, it is, and it's an absolute institution when you go there. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and I remember once last summer, I wore these peach jeans to the market. <laughs> and everyone in the market's wearing black because everyone's just grabbed their, you know, their puffer. Yeah. And I remember one of the guys, and, and the guys there, you know, they're very laddie. They're, they're all really, really good hearted. Yeah. And I remember he was like, I was at like one end of the market, and he was like, peach jeans. And I was like, oh, <laughs> what have I done? I'm like, girl. <laughs> but no it's great it's great you know what you've got to do it because otherwise you just you will end up wearing a tracksuit every day and it just gets you down yeah it does I feel like when I made the transition from working full-time in ceramics I literally lost my sense of self I was like well I don't have to wear makeup so I'm just not gonna now I've got a bit of bb cream and mascara just for myself (laughs) feel like a human like it's not for so I open the door and I'm not like hello it's not just for for anyone it's for yourself like I will do I will so I will pick up Amaya on the way to the um, market because we're like five minutes from each other and I will sit there at five in the morning and do my eyebrows in the pitch black dark because I'm like I'm not turning up with no no proper eyebrows (laughs) but it's for yourself you know if you don't feel like you look good you, you don't want another stress in your day like oh i, I feel really crap today and then yeah. everything and if you've got to get a, you know probably similar to you similar to you Bella, if you've got to get an order out if you've got to get stuff 
made and done, you, you really need to focus in on that. And you can't be thinking about all these other things that go on in your life. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds silly, but it, it, if you're not looking good, you know, that will affect, it does affect your day. So no, I totally agree. How you present, I need to come up with like a uniform, you know, I, that's too. like, okay, I'm going to have like my, my jeans and a stripy t-shirt and a pair of trainers, you know, like you must get really dirty though. Oh, filthy. I get it in yeah. my lashes. I get it in my hair. Like, what do you do? Because if I say like, obviously post Corona, if, um, if we would have a full day of flowers, it's the worst thing. Like when you go meet your friends to dinner or the pub and you turn up and you're in like a nice place and you look down and you my hands are like, Oh my God. I might. Cause if you've got a big day, your hands will be brown for like three days. You can scrub yeah. and scrub and scrub, but they're in your fingerprint. Yeah. And Amaya always says a really funny thing. She's like, I know I've worked really hard when my iPhone doesn't recognize me. Oh, God. I can't get into my iPhone because my fingerprint is so dirty. And you'll turn up to the pub and like, you know, your friends that work in an office or a lot of my friends work in hospitality. So they always look really nice. And and then you're that girl that's like, you know, in a jumper with holes in it, you know, boots that have got like so much stuff on it. And you're just oh god I'm that, I'm that girl I'm yeah I'm that gross one that they invite yeah. and they feel sorry for like I work with black porcelain at the moment and so my nails I constantly look like I've just been dug up like yeah. I've got yeah. I can't get it out of my cuticles like so yeah. my nails are super short because obviously if you clip the side of a pot you'll take a chunk out and I'm just like I've had to accept that I look like I just don't wash my hands even though yeah. I do um, but there is always, it swings around about. So like having been in the, you know, working in a corporate environment, I know that I would fantasize about being again working for myself yeah. and getting to be grubby all day and not having to present, you know? So it's like, well, it the grass is always greener, isn't it? Do you it, know what I mean? it is. And it's like, for me, it's like, I, at the moment I finish work at 12, so I can't complain, you know, okay, I start at half five. But I can finish work and come back and I can chill for the day. And I knew that from, I knew from such a young age that I didn't want to do, uh, be in anything corporate. Yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. It does suit certain oh, people. I'm yeah, not saying wrong with that, but I knew it wasn't for me. Hmm. So I can take the dirtiness sometimes because there, <laughs> it, it totally swings and roundabouts. And there are so many other benefits. You know, I love working for myself and, hmm. um, and I can wear whatever I want. Let's talk about your hair because this, uh, everyone covets your beautiful platinum locks. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been a blondie for? Is this so, like... I've literally been dyeing my hair since I was like 14, but it's been all different colors, like crazy, like brown, pink, everything. But in the last, I would probably say in the last two years, I've been doing full bleach because I was always getting my hair highlighted and I was like, I just really love, I mean, it's it's quite rooty at the moment, but I just really love that all over color. And I really love the all over color when you've got like brown hair or like, or or red hair. I really just love the blockiness of it. Yeah. So... Oh yeah, I've been bleaching for like two years. I love it. I'm totally addicted to it. Um, this is probably like I'll probably get it done in like a week's time. I'm I like, love a bit of root though. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I do like a root. I do like a root. Yeah. It's funny because when you get your hair bleached, it's it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah, and it's when you get anything done to your hair and you come out of the hairdressers, you're like, but I honestly truly feel like it gives me a facelift. Like everything just looks better. Like, bleach my hair. Yeah, oh, do it. Do it. 
Sorry, you probably oh, should listen yeah. to me. I say bleach my hair. <laughs> I'm like, but, um, well, what's the maintenance though? It is like you say. So how often do you lot, get it done? It's a lot. So I would say I get it done probably every six weeks. I go, I go to a really good salon. It's called Kennerland in Hackney. The girls there are amazing. Um, and I would say this is probably a big statement, but I would say my hair is in a better condition since full bleaching it than it is when I just got highlights. Probably done every couple of months. No way. Yeah, because I um, the girls there are amazing, Phoebe um, and Sophia. They won't do anything. Like, they have a lot of girls that come in and they're like, I want to get my hair bleached, but they won't do it unless your hair is the sort of hair that can take it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's just products. You have to use good products. Like, yeah. not if you don't bleach your hair, you probably can get away with using, you know, Aussie and, and you know, like, your fiber shampoo. But if you bleach your hair, you have to use good products. Otherwise, it's just, it, it, will, it will fall out. So... What do you use? We want all the same. I use, right, this, I've told so many people about this. Yeah. It's an amazing conditioner. It's not that expensive, actually. It's L'Oreal Smart Bond. It's basically a copy of Olaplex. And there's been a big court battle, fun fact. There's been a big court case between L'Oreal and Olaplex over this one conditioner. And it's basically, it's £13. Yeah. um, Or you can get it from Kennerland probably should say that um you can buy it online with them and it's you know so it's definitely affordable and i use it once a week you wash your hair you come out of the shower you like towel dry your hair because have to towel dry your hair when you put any conditioner on it otherwise it's pointless and then yeah good to know good to know so you just you're just putting it on like wet sleek hair whereas your hair should be like a little bit dry when you put conditioner on it yeah put this conditioner on I sleep with it overnight. I'll wake up the next morning and I wash it off. And honestly, your hair is amazing after. I literally am like, right, okay, I'm getting on to, I'm going to go by. Yeah, and not just for bleach. Like if, if you're going to put any sort of hair dye in, yeah. you should be using stuff like that. Um, and also oil. I use so much oil in my hair. I don't oh. put it anywhere near the root. Otherwise, then your hair gets really super greasy and mm. end up washing your hair every day. So when I get out of the shower, I will just douse it in so much oil um it does like so it just drinks it up what oil do you yeah literally you can use the cheapest oil there i I like i'm i honestly that you could use anything like i've got um there's a shop near me in walthamstow called pax oh my god i love a pax is incredible and there's like a two pound fifty argan oil. It, it doesn't matter. They're all the same. Like when it comes to oil, I truly do think they're all the same. Just yeah. dab it in the oil and try not to hair dry it. I'm a sucker yeah. for blow drying my hair. Hmm. But since lockdown, you can sort of. I think obviously everyone's beauty habits and hair habits have changed. So I just try not dry it anymore, and it is it's much better without drying it. Definitely. Oh my god! I wish I had all this information when I had bleached hair. When I had bleached hair, when I put it in a ponytail ponytail broke and then I had like a little mullet <laughs> like I had a broken bit of hair on the top of my head like Pat Butcher like it was not a oh, good look do you know what the, I've had my fair share of that like I will what I will say is it's from the hair dry it's not from bleach yeah it's from hair dry so it's from the from the hair dry so the back of my hair I've got some pieces which are probably like oh God, I can't see it here 
they're like that lot they're this so they're like probably an inch long so my, my hair is in good condition but some of it isn't but that is from like me just drying like aggressively drying my hair yeah with bleach you that's not from bleach so and i tongue my hair as well so it's like double whammy bleach yeah um hair dryer and tom so and it's still on that's amazing see this was like i mean this was about let's think probably about 15 years ago i had the bleach hair i would bleach it myself and it would look like candy floss unless i deep fried it i remember using those those ghds that were like three inches wide and they'd go yeah when they hit my hair i could hear it frying and i was like yeah done for the day done for the day (laughs) Like literal crispy noodle hair, the worst. Can you believe that we just used to straighten our hair? Like, I used, to, I had, I have straight hair. I have like dead straight hair. That's why I'm always tonguing it. Mm. And I remember getting up for school and being like, "Got to straighten my hair." It's like, hun, it's already straight. What are you doing? Yeah, this is it. But it needed to be as flat as possible. Yes, it needed to literally sit on the side of my face. Yeah, yeah. It's mental what we do to our hair. Like, yeah. I mean, I have, I do, I have had my fair share of like doing it to doing my hair myself and having some absolute disasters. Yeah, same. But I think that also that's like part of a learning curve. And you're just like, oh, what bleach blonde? That can't be that hard. I just slap some I'll bleach. Do that. Fine. All the hairdressers listening are going to be like, oh my God. Hey, don't Yeah, exactly. So I know we've already spoken about you, your business and opening a small business and stuff. Um, So I guess really what advice would you give to other people who were looking at opening a small business? So I would say, I mean, especially now in the current climate, it's really hard. Mm. I would say my, my best piece of advice would be to team up with someone because it's really hard to do anything by yourself. And I think now, if you want to start a business now, it's so hard. You know, you have to be so well-rounded. You have to have an online presence. You have to have a good product. You have to be up on your taxes, your website. You know, there's so many things that you have to be good at. And I just don't think it's possible to do it by yourself. Like, I mean, I could do it by myself. I'm and trying at the moment. Yeah, it's so hard. It's, it's so making hard. me old. Yeah. It's like, why not double up on skill set? You know, me and Maya yeah. are so different. We bring two completely different skill sets to a business. Mm. And whenever we get to the end of a really hard day, we always say to each other, imagine doing this by yourself. I just mm. don't know how people do it. So I think if you're going to do something... I definitely team up, but also don't, if you can't team up, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, like mm. I'm, I'm someone that's like, I'll be drowning and, I, and, and someone will be like, I can help you. And I'll be like, oh no, no, don't worry. Don't worry. I don't want you to waste any of your time on me. You know, let me. <laughs> yeah. and really it's like, no, you just need to, just don't be afraid to ask people for help. Like I think sometimes you just need to, yeah, don't be too afraid to ask people for help, but then you don't want to be that person that's always asking for help. So you know. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle. No, I feel the exact yeah. same. Somewhere in the middle of that, but definitely yeah. you can't do everything by yourself. So don't don't feel bad when you when you literally physically can't. Yeah. So you've been going for a year. What's been the? I mean, obviously this year is like a really bad example, but yeah. you were doing it before, kind of freelance on your own as well. Yeah. What have been your proudest moments so far with Gloria? So we've had, you know, even though this year's obviously been, you know, not a great year, we, mm. we did have some really amazing jobs booked in, which would have been amazing if we would have pulled them off for our first year of floristry. But once we got over that, we've had a really good year. And I, I'm not afraid to say that. Like we, we opened our own shop. 
yeah, close, but it was really, it, that was amazing for us. And we learned yeah. so much from it. And, um, and it was just so nice to have our own space. Mm. That was a really good moment. Um, we also, at the beginning of the year, we did an amazing shoot for Alexander McQueen and Wonderland magazine. A dream. And, yeah, it was incredible. And they sort of let us do our own thing. And so that was really, really, really cool. And huge for us because we're massive fangirls. But Stacey Dooley ordered a bunch from us last week. So for us, yeah. we made it. We're done. Like, That's done. it. Shut now because That's they it. total bay. We're, we're done. So yeah, we've had, we've had, even though we've not done the jobs that we thought we were going to do and we had some amazing weddings booked in, mm. it's been a great year. It's been really good and we're still here. And I think that's the most important thing. And yeah. hopefully we still survive the rest it's- of it. And they say in new business, you know, the first year is the hardest, you know, oh, absolutely. the global pandemic, you know. Yeah. The fact that you're still getting jobs that you're excited about and you're yeah. moving and you're growing, like, that's incredible. And I can, you know, we know that this is going to be happening for a totally. very And it is hard. It's hard. It's been a really hard year. and But I think you've just got to adapt. You, you have to adapt if, if you can. You know, if you can, you've got to adapt. And we were really quick to adapt. So I think that that helped us massively. Hmm. So we're winding down to the last couple of questions. Feminism in flower form. Doesn't that sound good? That's like a, that's a t-shirt waiting to happen, that's isn't it? That's a t-shirt, but also I think that's like a, um, a thesis or, a, or, 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 you know, a degree. Oh, a dissertation on feminism in flower form. <laughs> the flower represents the female self. I actually, I'm such a loser, but I actually wrote a poem about a rose. Which Did was, you? Yeah, it was really weird, but I wrote a poem and it's like, but it's like a woman as like the, it was like the stages of a rose as as the life stages of a woman. I like yeah. it. I've never written a poem before in my life. This is what lockdown does to you. I was like, I love oh, that. I love that you felt so inspired by the rose. Yeah, it's. I mean, what a loser. Moving well, a rose on. is very feminine. You know, it I feel is. like that is the ultimate. Fe- like, I feel like that is the ultimate female flower. I think. Yeah, for sure. It's been like. I mean, you know, it, there's the Shakespearean a rose by any name would sell a mm. sweet. So let's go back to, so you've named the florist after a famous feminist. Yes. So we named it Gloria. We, we were really struggling for ages. We were coming up with all sorts of ideas. Uh-huh. Named it after Gloria Steiner, but also our favourite, we both are obsessed with Patti Smith. Yeah. Um, Patti Smith's biggest song is Gloria. So two massive female influences have definitely mm-hmm. made its way into the name. Um, and for me, Gloria Steinem is just the coolest woman on the planet. Mm. Um, I read her book a couple of years ago and it just totally changed my entire outlook on everything. And since Which then, book? I was like, what, sorry? Which book was it? So it's called My Life on the Road by Gloria Steinem. Oh. And it's just about her journey into feminism and not just feminism, but also equality as a, as a whole. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's an incredible book. So I would, I would implore anyone to read it. It's yeah, mm. definitely had a big effect on my life. And so does the movement continue to influence your work? Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. I mean, flowers, the floristry world is it is very female led, you know, I don't work with a lot of men and that's not because I don't want to, it's just because there isn't just a lot, there isn't a lot of men in, in, in flowers. So I think from the outset of my forestry career, I've been surrounded by women. Yeah. And so it's sort of just second nature for, for, for it to be a very feminist uh, career, if that makes sense. You know, like mm. I, I trained with like four or five girls, we're all still really good mates and for me, it's like, we're so hardworking. All of them are very honest, very good girls. And I just think that that, 
that is feminism in, in its true form. Oh, you know? it's really good. And the thing is that there aren't many industries that are so female-led. It's, it's so female-led. Like, you know, when you go to the market and... The female, the, the market's a funny thing, and there's been a lot of backlash recently in the flower world about the market, um, which oh, I've got a whole other opinion on, which I won't go into, because okay. um, that I'll be here for days. But you know, you go, you go there. All the traders are men, and all the women that have got the biggest flower, you know, forestry business, they're all women. So you've got these women buying from men to go back and run massive businesses, and I just think that's amazing. But you know, not not to put the men down. They're, they're really cool too and they're really good guys and, and they, they massively help out these businesses. But you, you turn up and there's, at any given time, there could be like 50 women there all getting flowers for their business that day. And I just think that, that's incredible. And everyone's chatting to each other. You know, there's a, of the businesses that I know, there's a really good um, community and everyone looks after each other. And mm. yeah, I think if you go down to the market, if you want to see like feminism in, in its true form, because it's, it's definitely there, it's definitely there. But I know a lot of people are saying that the market, it's very old school, but I think that once you get past that, it's yeah. amazing. It's part of the job. And the thing is, is that you guys coincide and you can't exist without the other. So it's kind of like... Exactly, exactly. What happens. Um, that's wicked. So if you could give yourself three pieces of advice, what would they be? So my top one would be be nice because being nice it honestly it doesn't cost you anything and I feel like so many times so recently like obviously people are so pent up about everything that's going on in the world but it doesn't cost you anything to be nice just be nice and everything comes back around I'm a massive believer in karma so you don't know where being nice is gonna is gonna get you so yeah I think be nice that's definitely my top yeah I've learned um, my second thing, and it's taken me a long time to sort of get to this point and realize it about myself is to not act for the approval of others. And once I sort of admitted that about myself and, and have understood that I'm definitely that sort of person, yeah. I, I instantly feel better about it. I'm like, okay, I know that now. And when I slip into that behavior, I sort of check myself and I'm like, okay, cool. Right now I can part with that. Yeah. Uh, but it's taken me a long time to get there. It's um, so hard. We're all so yeah. taught to kind of look for external validation and be people pleasers. And it's like, you know what? You've got to follow your own path because at the end of the day, if you're pleasing other people, no one's going to go out of their way to please you. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that doesn't always come back around, which I've learned the hard way. So I think that, you know, you really do, just do things for you and, and don't worry about everyone else because if you are constantly thinking about everyone else, you just won't get anywhere. You know, you have yeah. to sit through you have to stick true to what you want to do. This is it. Um, and my third and final, which has come from my dad, who is always spouting advice, um, <laughs> and like me, um, drones on and on. But he told me, you know, from such a young age, if you're going to work hard all your life, then, then work for yourself. And yeah, I know that doesn't apply to everyone, but yeah. you know, you can work for, you can still work for a company and and in a sense work for yourself in in a way, but. Mm. I've always known that about myself. You know, I wanted to work for, I wanted to be my own boss. And I think that, I think that's a really amazing piece of advice from him. He'd love that. It is. is. Thank you so much. It's been lovely to talk to you today. I've had a great morning chatting to you. Thank you. Don't worry. I'm literally going to be like, so do you need any vases? Yeah. I want to hear the rose poem. 
oh, I'm such a loser. It's funny. <laughs> I was like, a woman arose. Like, it's like Britney's touch of rose do you <laughs> on Instagram. That's amazing. We need, we need to protect her at all costs. I'm like, she's not okay. She's not, not okay. okay. She's not okay. <laughs> but I'm also like a little bit obsessed with the, with that. That's the whole a whole other podcast, though. That is another podcast. Leave Britney alone. <laughs> so anyway, easily distracted. It's been so amazing to talk to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today, and thank you for joining us on After Hours by Ashton and Mew. Thank you for listening to After Hours by Ashton and Mew. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. See you back here next week for a brand new episode.